0: Hello there, everybody, and welcome to Web & Beyond Live. I'm Ray Sidney Smith, and I'm president of W3 Consulting, as well as managing director of W3C Web Services, which provides affordable and friendly web and WordPress hosting domain name registration services, as well as other web-related services for small business. And so uh, welcome to Web & Beyond Live for uh, today is July 13th, I believe, 2020, if my watch is correct. And so uh, we are going to be talking about some of the social media news that is important to small business this week. And so what I thought I would do is do a rundown of really all of the changes to the platform. I'm going to try and do this once a month and and really update everybody in terms of what's going on uh, on and in the social media world uh, as it relates to small business. So we're going to talk about LinkedIn and we're going to talk about TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp and you name it. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's get into uh, the news then. So Starting right off the top of the bat, is that LinkedIn has added the ability to audio record your name Pronunciation. And so this is really helpful for those who have, uh, you know, non normative names, so to speak, uh, that people just don't, generally don't know how to pronounce. Honestly, people sometimes misspell, uh, mispronounce my name or get my name wrong in all kinds of ways. And so I, I'm going to do this myself very shortly. And it gives you a 10 second uh, audio clip to add to your own LinkedIn profile so that when someone shows up, and uh, wants to pronounce your name correctly, they can go ahead and do that from having that little bit of information in front of them. Uh, Next up is uh, just a a little bit of politics. And uh, it's just unfortunate, but um, as small business owners, we have to be aware of politics. And um, if you don't know, TikTok is a a platform that's short video clips and they, I've, I've basically, all but ignored them just because I don't see them being, uh, the largest vehicle for small business to really, uh, adopt and adapt into their digital marketing yet. And so, but they're, they're, you know, they've made some, uh, significant inroads, um, they're a Chinese based company. And so there's lots of politics involved in, um, any U S relationship, uh, certainly U S small business relationship with China, uh, because of our governmental kind of conflict that's, um, ongoing. And so, uh, you know, last week the U S government, uh, you know, kind of contemplated uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, kind of intimated that they may be uh, uh, banning TikTok in the United States. TikTok put out a transparency report. I'm presuming that was in line with maybe attempting to uh, ameliorate the situation. Uh, but just be mindful of the fact that we are in a situation where we could be seeing uh, TikTok banned in the United States. It was banned in India, uh, I believe, last week or the week before that. So we have some issues there that we have to be cognizant of. Uh, you know, we don't really have that concern with any of the other major social media networks or social networks in the United States. But it seems like that might be an issue here in the United States for TikTok. So, just be be aware that that's happening. Next up is a, a just a, a small infographic that I recently came across, and it gives context for small business owners in terms of where they may want to or may not want to be active on social media. And so, if I bring this up on screen, you can see here we have the uh, the uh, the statista. Uh, uh, infographic called Facebook dominates the social media landscape and as you can see here uh, it certainly does <laughs> um, if if we look at the um, the the just uh, the basic numbers here in the top six uh, Facebook owns its Facebook and then Facebook owned properties in the top six slots uh, for social media uh, just all altogether um, I, I think this is just remarkable to kind of think about in the overall perspective of how and where you engage in social media. Uh, If we take out uh, Tencent-owned companies, those are the ones in purple, uh, and just remove those because of their kind of China or Asia-based or Asia-focused markets, then Facebook is um, elevated um, and dominates, uh, four out of the fo- top five. Uh, so you can see Facebook, WhatsApp, Messenger, and Instagram, four out of the top five end up being Facebook dominated. Now, Google, of course, owns YouTube and uh, retains its second tier spot, just neck and neck with WhatsApp. Now, of course, when you think about social media and, and purely social network perspectives, then Facebook has Facebook and Instagram. YouTube has uh, Google has YouTube. Uh, YouTube is a video social network at its core, in addition to being the world's largest video ser- search engine. So um, just contextualize that for yourself as you are starting to think about strategy going forward regarding how things play out. Uh, as we're going to talk about in a little while, you know, video's becoming more important uh, and Pinterest is obviously making note of that in some of the news we're gonna talk about. And because of that, Facebook has made some, you know, big inroads on, on video. Uh, for example, I predominantly go here live to you through YouTube Live, but I'm actually uh, multi-streaming right now uh, just as a new addition within the broadcast studio that I'm using uh, to Facebook Live. So it just gives me an additional distribution stream. Now, is anybody gonna watch it on Facebook Live? Is my audience really there? I don't know, but at 2.5 billion monthly active users, I'm presuming someone will serendipitously show up on my Facebook Live videos and watch them. So we just have to be cognizant of the fact that Facebook is a juggernaut in terms of social networks and uh, social media more generally, uh, but also note that YouTube is the primary video social network and it doesn't seem like Facebook has been able to challenge them well enough yet with Facebook or with Instagram. And, uh, and, and so we'll see over time whether that is true uh, you know, that Facebook becomes a true competitor to the YouTube platform. Uh, But as of right now, it doesn't seem like that is the case. Okay, so... If we take that down. Wonderful. Next up is a series of Facebook news. I wanted to cover these all kind of aggregated together because I think they make a lot of sense to do so. Uh, so we're going to start off with some Instagram news then we'll talk a little bit about Facebook and CCPA compliance. And so uh, Instagram has done a bunch of things in kind of the face of the pandemic uh, to bring new features out and really help folks. One of those things that they noted back in May was that uh, Facebook and Instagram was going to be bringing something called Shops or the Shops tab to the inter in the interface. Uh, in essence, it was going to be a very lightweight e commerce solution, and uh, so we're starting to see that now. They first invited some uh, some creators onto the platform and we're testing it and so on and so forth. And now what we're seeing is that on Tuesday they have expanded access to more types of businesses, including creators on Instagram. So we're going to see more and more Instagram shopping tabs uh, show up for creators as well as businesses generally. And so that means you'll have a little shopping tab at the bottom of your screen that will allow you to be able to Have uh, folks come to uh, your Instagram uh, profile and uh, buy from you, buy directly from you. This is really going to shake up the, at least my notion of social selling and how social commerce really operates within these social networks. You know, Pinterest and other platforms have had shoppable pins. Instagram has brought that through a paid environment. And so we'll see how this Instagram shops really plays out because so far I've been fairly, uh, you know, down on the idea of using social media or social networks to sell Uh, you know you use that as an awareness campaign or a consideration campaign but not for direct sales and that was primarily because you had to pay in order to get instagram or facebook or any of the other pinterest or otherwise to uh, convert from someone from a you know uh, not knowing you to a sale almost immediately and that didn't really create a long-term viable relationship here though you're actually capable of creating relationships with people on social networks which is the point and that of course means that your community then has the ability to also buy from you directly from the platform and there's no upfront cost to the business for having an instagram shop or a facebook shop or otherwise so in this particular case the the upfront cost is removed which means you're not paying to play in that way you do have to pay on the back end for you know uh, you know, credit card fees and so on and so forth, you know, they're going to make their money somehow. But the upfront cost so that you're not, in essence, paying for advertising changes the dynamic for me and the way in which I think about the strategy for small business for doing this. I still don't like the notion of having your social media be the only place where people can buy from you online so that that is a for me a, a you know a weakness within the organization if you think about a swot analysis strengths weaknesses opportunities threats strengths and weaknesses are, are on the inside opportunities and threats are on the outside uh, the idea of having only one avenue for people to buy from you being owned by facebook uh, seems like a really Um, you know, high level weakness within the organization. So that really doesn't make me uh, excited about it. But we'll consider, you know, continue to watch that market and see how it all works. Right now, if you're in North America, United States and Canada, you are eligible for Instagram shopping. And so just be uh, aware that you can look for it. There are some criteria for being able to uh, be able to add Instagram shopping to your system. I'll put a link to the shopping availability and requirements in uh, the video uh, show notes, in the episode show notes. Okay, next up, Instagram has added the ability for you to pin posts. And more importantly, you're capable of pinning up to three posts. Uh, posts um, on any particular item, which is really remarkable because what they're really trying to do is to have positive uh, posts highlighted within the comment feed. And now what they're doing is they're giving you the ability to really elevate those comments that you like about your brand uh, to that top space, which inevitably creates a a, a covering of of other comments, comments that could be apathetic or comments that could be negative in that in that sense, and hopefully that will reduce for people who have big brands and much larger uh, audiences, uh, really cover up the trolls and other you know negative comment uh, that commenting that really happens out there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this really plays out in the real world. Uh, but for you, what you can do now is you can actually. Uh, engage with your audience, and then look for the best comments for that piece of content that you just posted, whether that be a a photo, video, or a gallery of items, and then uh, pin those specific posts, up to three, as I said, and uh, now you have this kind of nice, neat way of structuring those things. Also, if you have additional Uh, commentary that you want to provide based on your comments, maybe you posted it, uh, but you really didn't, uh, you know, didn't have enough space inside of the comment field and you wanted to add more context, uh, you can go ahead and and pin a post with that further or additional context to that particular post. So I think it's just all around a good additional feature and I'm looking forward to seeing how people use it and how that really works into uh, the overall Instagram small business marketing strategy. Uh, In line with Instagram again, Instagram has provided a new option for IGTV. Now, IGTV is something that I'm actually going to be playing around and testing more. IGTV is the Instagram TV platform, and what that allows you to do is to upload video. Now, it is in portrait view, not landscape view. You're seeing me right now in landscape view, uh, but it is in portrait view. And what I'm thinking I'm going to do outright or first (laughs) is just basically upload uh, this Web & Beyond Live in... Uh, landscape, which will require people to turn the the phone that they're watching it on, their tablet that they're watching it on sideways uh, in order to be able to watch it. And we'll see what happens there. Uh, then the other option is to actually crop, go into the audio, the video editing software, and then cut just the video um, in the center so that it becomes a portrait and then uploading that and seeing what kind of engagement happens on the platform as uh, as Instagram and e- IGTV really starts to bring uh, monetization to the platform. And that's the thing that they're really trying to do here. So they brought two new options. One is to be able to edit your preview and edit your profile cover within your IGTV uh, clips. And uh, that's gonna be really interesting to see that preview image and the thumbnail associated with it uh, to be able to uh, modify it going forward so that you do have the the um, just a better experience for users on the platform. Uh, And again, their IGTV is gonna be monetized soon. And as they bring monetization to the platform, they really wanna make that user experience better. And I think this is one step in that direction for them of just identifying what's gonna make this most optimal for people coming across IGTV clips and and, and so on and so forth. They can be up to, I believe, an hour in length, an IGTV uh, video. So um, certainly something to consider if you're going into doing More video in that way. Now, as I said at the top, uh, you know the U.S. is considering banning, and you know they're having this political and um, you know political conversation about whether or not they should ban TikTok. Uh, But India has gone ahead and banned TikTok, and in in that same, and again, I'm pretty sure that's an India-China governmental level uh, conflict. Uh, But the uh, but Instagram has decided to launch, in essence, uh, what they call reels. Uh, Reels are just like tiktok it's basically a tiktok clone inside of the uh, inside of the instagram application now this is interesting to me because facebook just recently decided to shut down two apps one is an app called hobby which was a pinterest clone and they now have shut down lasso which was a tiktok clone So Facebook has not seen a great amount of success in copying TikTok or Pinterest in that matter. And yet at the same time, they've added to the Instagram platform, this Reels functionality, which is, you know, like I said, it just feels just like uh, TikTok inside of Instagram. So we'll see how this all works out. Um, You can create up to a 15 second looping video within Reels and right now, this functionality is only available in India. I'm presuming that as they do a little bit more uh, research and testing of the application and the functions uh, within Instagram, they'll maybe bring that to the broader market. But just keep that on the horizon. This is clearly something that Instagram and Facebook, the parent company, is thinking about very um, highly, and they want to really make sure that they're gonna they're gonna um, Take over if TikTok goes away, uh, but at the same time, TikTok is a major challenger to them. As I showed you on that initial, uh, you know, infographic, uh, TikTok is right there, you know, catching up, uh, just under the, uh, you know, billion uh, user mark for monthly active users. So, you know, Facebook knows and understands them as a competitor, and that means uh, they want to make sure that they are adding features that are going to keep them uh, top of mind. Okay. Moving right along. And my last, I think my last piece of Facebook news is that Facebook is implementing some CCPA uh, compliance and uh, they're calling the feature limited data use. And so CCPA is the California Consumer Privacy Act that went into effect in January of 2020. January 1st, 2020 was the day that it has been and gone into uh, uh uh, effect um, and then of course the compliance window um, opens uh, on july 1st so that's when businesses can start being sued uh, by uh by folks so we should really be considering this we've had over two years to start thinking about this and just like with uh, the gdpr the general data protection regulation in european union and otherwise um, this is extrajudicial so um or extra ter- you know extra yeah extra territorial um, in the sense that uh, just because you're not in California doesn't mean that you don't have people from California, and in this case, uh, you know anyone in California uh, uh, that's a resident visiting your websites outside of California, uh, you are still culpable for adhering to the requirements. So we have to just really consider this. Facebook is starting with the first thing. They call this the limited data use tool, and you can affirmatively include it or exclude it uh, using some functions within your Facebook pixel implemented on your website. So if you use the Facebook pixel, you are then able to modify this using uh, the limited data use tool, And, uh, and so, you know, you have to really make a determination as to whether or not you are um, going to be doing CCPA compliance as an overall uh, piece. Um, if you are already doing GDPR compliance, you are probably doing some level of CCPA compliance, but probably not to the effect that the CCPA wants you to. So you need to just really start thinking about that. I would look at the article that I've linked to in the video and just give it a, a, a reading because it's worth thinking about, okay, are these things that you are going to uh, you know, be susceptible to and um if you have a if you have uh, honestly anyone visiting from California that are residents, uh, you need to then um, start thinking about whether or not you uh, allow that traffic or disallow that traffic based on where you are and wh- what type of business you are, are trying to uh, access. Um, the problem with that even then is that uh, you know I could be a California resident and use a VPN a uh, virtual private network and still visit your website and uh, I'm curious to see whether or not, then uh, whether litigation will ensue based on folks who are visiting and shielding their IP address, their geolocation data, uh, and and saying then, well, I'm a California resident, and you're still collecting data about me, and so therefore I'm going to sue you. So this is going to be a very interesting world over the next six to eighteen months as we see litigation start from the CCPA. Uh, but just know that this is not the last step in the this pipeline. We are going to we're going to see other states exact. I think now we have four or five. states states, maybe six states, with different types of uh, data protection, security, and privacy laws in place uh, since the GDPR has come into play. And uh, so this is kind of a mishmash across the 50 uh, plus states, that is the 50 states plus our territories. And um, We're going to have to see some federal legislation to kind of unify what it is that we should be doing. But in this case, we have this, you know, Wisconsin, I believe, and, and other states that have different le- uh, levers that they're using for holding businesses and website publishers accountable for the data they're collecting. So just pay attention to what CCPA is doing. It seems to be the most aggressive one in the country so far. And so if you can uh, comply with that, then hopefully you're complying with most of the other uh, states' laws going forward. Okay. That's the end of Facebook uh, news for this week. And let's get into some other news. And uh, that of course takes us to another major tech company, which is Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft has added uh, a a free search and social campaign management platform. Uh, It's directly related uh, or or focused on small businesses. And uh, so this is called the Digital Marketing Center. And this allows you to uh, really power both organic and ad-based social media campaigns all together. You can do this for Microsoft ads, Google, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And so if you are in the Microsoft ecosystem and you're looking to have a place to kind of manage all of these pieces, uh, maybe the Digital Marketing Center could work for you uh, to be able to help manage these pieces, both through organic social management as well as your uh, ad management on the other side. I haven't yet seen it. Um, It's currently free is my understanding to use. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, check out the beta, Uh, but just know that it is out there and it is active and it could be very useful to small businesses who are looking for a tool uh, to centralize all those pieces together. Okay, Uh, next up is Pinterest. Pinterest is updating their feed algorithm. This allows them to show different content types uh, across the system without affecting user experience. And uh, the, on end point here, like the underlying, uh, underlined line or the bolded line is that Pinterest is going to be most likely elevating different types of content in users' feeds. And of course, that probably means video. So pay attention to how your users are experiencing the platform and your data because video is probably going to become more important on the Pinterest platform as uh, Pinterest makes these further updates they're going to be prioritizing different content types and of course video is more engaging so fresh new videos on the platform are probably going to get higher uh, billing than other types of content next up uh, and sorry I meant to put this in the in the Facebook news but either way whatsapp has added QR codes for businesses and that allows you to be able to now have a QR code related to your business which means now you can place that QR code uh, print it and place it in retail environments you can place it on your website and gives you an opportunity to be able to uh, highlight a very quick way for people to go ahead and access and therefore uh, you know follow your whatsapp business profile so if you're uh, taking advantage of that Uh, go ahead and uh, find your little QR code in, within the platform and go ahead and start using it. The other feature that they've added is the uh, is a concept co- called catalogs. Um, and as WhatsApp says on their own uh, notice about it, it says, catalogs allow businesses to showcase and share the goods or services they offer, which can help them close sales. Uh, since launching last year, catalogs have become a popular way for people to engage with a business on WhatsApp. Um, and it says more than 40 million people view a business catalog on WhatsApp each month. And so you can have a, a basic page. Actually, I can pull it up and show you. Hopefully, uh, so let's see here. Where is WhatsApp? There goes WhatsApp. And yeah, let me show you this because it's it's really quite fascinating to me. So here you can see. Uh, the article, but down here we see, there it is. Okay. So as you can see here, this is, uh, you know, Sandra's Cakes, and they have their primary uh, page. And then see that little catalog below there, where you can see all the other items. If you click see all, then you get a new page and you can actually scroll through their catalog of products. And so that's really what they're adding and uh, very, very unique. And again, if you are focused on uh, the Facebook experience and uh, WhatsApp being one of those pieces within WhatsApp business, this can be actually really powerful for directing people to specific products. Okay, last couple of news items. I just have two more news items, and uh, that is uh, Twitter has rolled out in I think three or four countries a new feature called Fleet. Fleet is a uh, is is a a stories feature, just like Instagram stories, Snapchat stories, and other stories, Facebook stories and otherwise. And uh, so what they're doing now is Fleet is in testing. And um, in Brazil, they've added a collaborative feature for multiple creators to be able to, uh, in essence, co-create Fleets, uh, these stories. Uh, so it clearly tells us that there's going to be a movement toward Twitter adding fleets to their platform. They're investing more time and energy in this, and it's coming. So for those of you who are uh, aware of how powerful storytelling can be, you need to think about how and whether Twitter is a part of your, your strategy and what you're gonna be doing for adding that strategy component that is stories that they call fleets uh, to your overall social media marketing strategy. It's another distribute another distribution point. We'll see if uh, Twitter allows other platforms, you know, like Hootsuite and Buffer and otherwise, to be able to uh, post to those. Uh, those fleets Uh, so that'll be the that'll be the big item you know that'll make it easier for all of us Uh, but we'll see what happens Uh, but just know that it's coming we we still don't know all the details about how it's going to be working out but you know that is Um, and then last up in this week's news is that uh, Flickr has uh, in essence overall uh, overhauled its feed Uh, so in essence Flickr the photo sharing really photo sharing social network uh, and uh, social media uh, site He's a photo hosting service and so on and so forth. Uh, they have in essence moved the uh, the the second column on the right hand side um, is a location now for um, custom content. So you if you are you know just viewing the, the system, now the the explore features the different pieces of information groups and otherwise are going to start being displayed on the left hand side for you Um, on the left hand side they're in essence doing a card-based cover system where your um, your normal feed items are going to now show up and uh, and so it'll be um, you know basically you know a new experience but you know it's pretty easy to understand what's going on left hand side is your feed right hand side is for new content and uh and then you'll be added they'll be adding in some filters in the center there for you as i can note here uh and it just gives you some options for um you know filtering down to friends only group activity people you follow uh, and so on so forth um and then you can you know drop down um you know for those options um as well so i think that it's you know, a very, from my perspective, I don't see much of a difference in the interface um, in terms of how I would use or see Flickr any differently. Uh, I don't know a lot of people who are still using Flickr either. So that's kind of you know, Flickr's challenge uh, du jour is to really figure out why and what is their value. Um, that they're bringing to the table as a social network today when really most people have everything contained in other social networks, including Google Photos and otherwise. So just know that that is uh, now available and uh, is there. So uh, that brings us to the end of my social media news for this month and um, Yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed this live stream. If you did, feel free to click the thumbs up icon. That helps us make new small business friends. And so thank you for doing that. If you have a question, leave a comment on the video. You can also tweet or message me at W3Consulting on the various social media profiles. Uh, You can join us every Monday here, typically at 11 a.m. Eastern. Unless we otherwise note it on social channels, that'll be another time. It's typically 11 a.m. Eastern on Mondays. And so uh, thank you so much for spending this time, uh, this Web & Beyond live with me. Uh, I'm Ray Sidney Smith. And on behalf of W3 Consulting and W3C Web Services, have a great week ahead. Marketing your small business on the Web & Beyond. Take care, everybody.